48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The top stories. The Justice Chief says prosecutors are furious and more united than ever after a US call for sanctions against them. Health officials reject the idea of dropping regular COVID tests for school pupils. And the hospital authority says reports that it's using unauthorised medication are misleading. Justice Minister Paul Lamb says frontline prosecutors are up in arms after a US report which the SAR government condemned as an attempt to intimidate its lawyers and spread misinformation. Last week, a report from the American Congressional Executive Commission on China accused 15 prosecutors of infringing on Hong Kong people's rights. The report said the international community should impose sanctions. Speaking on a TVB programme, Mr Lam called the report despicable and shameless. I had expected them to come after me, it's all part of the job. But I'm really angry, why are they targeting our frontline colleagues? They're only doing their job. Clearly, I'm sorry, let me be a bit vulgar here, this is despicable and shameless. What you're doing is you're putting pressure on this group of people. You want to make people afraid to join our team. But what I can say is this, our colleagues are now more united because they're so angry. Why bully us? Health authorities have reported 3,486 new COVID infections, including 173 imported cases. Officials say 1,122 COVID patients are now being treated at public hospitals, of whom 126 are newly admitted. Five patients are in intensive care. The hospital authority says four chronically ill COVID patients have died. Dr Chongshik Kwan of the Centre for Health Protection rejected the suggestion that regular COVID tests for school pupils and staff should be scrapped. I think this is a good way to screen out those test positive cases, whether it's student or staff of the school from mixing together with other students in the school to prevent major outbreaks in the schools. So the pre- at the present moment, we only observe a few clusters of cases among individual classes in some of the schools around a few a day. So I think this is an effective measure to prevent major outbreaks in the schools and it should be maintained in main time. The hospital authority has hit back at what it called misleading media reports, accusing it of importing and using unauthorised medication. It said it's recently imported two types of medication from the mainland and both were used in compliance with local laws. Damon Pang reports. The authority says there was a serious shortage of paracetamol during the fifth wave of the pandemic, and it's noted recent demand for injections of sulfocetin sodium, which is mostly used to treat bacterial infections. In a statement, it said the SAR government purchased the painkillers from its mainland counterparts through approved channels, while the sulfocetin sodium was imported with the appropriate certificates from the Department of Health but the authority says it cannot disclose the amount it purchased and the money involved, citing commercially sensitive information. It said if this was publicised, it might affect its future medicine procurement from around the world. Education Chief Christine Choi says her bureau will beef up teaching on the Constitution, basic law and national security for pupils and teachers. Speaking on a commercial radio programme, Ms Choi said people need to be aware of such matters so that they respect the country's system. We will update our curriculum, enhance our learning and teaching materials, more teacher professional training and more activities for our students to have knowledge about our country from different perspectives. I don't think that it is a brainwashed element here. 
The authorities in northern Greece have warned residents within two kilometres of the scene of a plane crash to stay inside because of possible toxic material on board. A specialist team from the armed forces is investigating the wreckage of the Antonov cargo plane, which was carrying weapons from Serbia to Bangladesh. All eight people on board were killed. This woman saw it come down. I wonder how it didn't fall on our houses, because it came from over there. It was full of smoke, it had a noise I can't describe and went over the mountain. It passed the mountain and turned and crashed into the fields. There were flames, we were scared, a lot of cars came, but they could not approach because there was continuous explosions. The weather, mainly fine, isolated showers tomorrow, minimum temperature around 29 degrees, very hot in the day with a maximum temperature of about 33 degrees in the urban areas, a couple of degrees warmer in the new territories. Moderate southwesterly winds occasionally fresh offshore at first. The very hot weather warning is in effect, temperature 30 degrees, humidity 78%. You're listening to RTHK, the time is 5 minutes past 11. There have been further outbreaks of fire in southwestern France, one of the areas worst hit by a heat wave affecting large parts of southern Europe and North Africa. Firefighters say more than 10,000 hectares of forest have burned in the Gironde. In Portugal and Spain, several hundred people are thought to have died from the heat. William and Ellen McCurdy were some of the many people who had to flee fires near their homes outside Malaga. It was very fast. I didn't take it too seriously. I thought they had it under control and I uh, was quite surprised whenever it started. seemed to be moving our direction and then we were told to go, so we've left a lot of stuff behind. We've just grabbed a few essentials and just ran, really, and by that stage everybody along the street, the Calio was, was, was on the move, cars and, and, and on the main street there were a lot of ambulances and fire engines and, you know, movement. The head of Britain's armed forces says Russia has lost more than 30% of its land combat effectiveness since the war in Ukraine began in February. Admiral Sir Tony Rudikin estimated that 50,000 Russian soldiers were either dead or injured. But Admiral Rudikin said President Vladimir Putin had quashed all internal opposition in Russia and that Moscow would remain a threat, as he put it, to world security for decades. Nobody at the top is, has got the motivation to challenge President Putin, and that is bleak. That's why the challenge of Russia is going to endure way beyond 2022 and 2023 and 2024. This is going to go on for a long time. So potentially uh, decades in terms of Russia as a, as a threat. Anti-government protesters in Sri Lanka are marking 100 days since the start of unrest, which led to the overthrow of President Gotabaya Rajapaksa. As well as celebrating the downfall of the president and the Rajapaksa family, who they accuse of mishandling an economic crisis, they're commemorating the small number of people who died during the protests. A new president will be chosen by parliament, but the acting leader, Ranil Wickremesinghe, is not popular with the protesters, as one of them, Rajim, explained. We are seeing the Ranil as another face of Rajapaksa. So Ranil has to go. That is our demand now. Ranil can't be take the Sri Lanka president position because the person who appointed him is Gotabaya Rajabaksa. So that's a major point here. In sport, Wang Jianan has leaped to victory in the long jump at the World Athletic Championships in the US state of Oregon. The national team athlete was well off the pace going into his final attempt, but his jump of 8.36 metres was enough to overcome Olympic champion and hot favourite Militiadis Tendoglo of Greece. Wang said he would have been delighted with any medal. 
I didn't do well in my fifth attempt and jumped just over eight meters. For the last attempt, I aimed for a medal. The bar for a medal was 8.15 meters, which was just 10 centimeters longer than my 8.04 meter jump and should not be a problem for me. So I told myself not to think too much about other things and just focus on my own rhythm and the jump. I felt good after I jumped up in my last attempt, and the result was really good after I landed. I will be very happy to win a medal, and this gold medal just made me a lot happier. Meanwhile, China's Gong Lijiao was denied a third consecutive world gold in the women's shot pot with home favourite Chase Ely edging her into second. Within the past hour, the leading pair at Gulf's British Open have teed off in their final round. Northern Ireland's Rory McIlroy and Victor Hovland of Norway shared the lead at 16 under overnight. Hovland seeking his first major, but it's McElroy who has the support of the St Andrews crowds as he bids to take the title for the first time since 2014. The BBC's Ben Croucher is expecting low scores on the old course. The St Andrews organisers have tucked away some fiendish pins to try and make it a little bit trickier, including on the very first hole, including Justin Thomas, who sunk his ball into the only water hazard on this course. So, low scores are there. Could we see a record? Henrik Stenson has got the lowest round ever at an Open Championship on 20 under par. Macaron Hovland teeing off on 16 under. I think we could have a record on our hands today. McElroy says he needs to live in his own little world for the course of the final round. Well, thousands here at St Andrews are going to be living in it with him. A few moments ago, McElroy was two shots ahead of Hovland at 17 under. To end the news, the top stories once again. The Justice Chief says prosecutors are furious and more united than ever after a US call for sanctions against them. Health officials reject the idea of dropping regular COVID tests for school pupils. And the hospital authority says that reports that it's using unauthorised medication are wide of the mark. That's the latest news from RTHK. The Electoral Affairs Commission has published proposed guidelines on election-related activities in respect of the rural representative election for public consultation. Send written views by August 9th or share them at a public forum on July 21st. View the proposed guidelines at www.eac.hk, the Registration and Electoral Office and Home Affairs Inquiry Centres. For inquiries, call 2891-1001. It's the 25th anniversary of Hong Kong's return to the motherland. And the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region is celebrating its 25th year. This special occasion is for every Hong Kong citizen. A wide range of events are being held to celebrate the anniversary with the public. Join in the celebrations and share the joy. Together we shall move forward to a brighter future. Visit hksar25.gov.hk for celebration event details. 24 hours a day. This is RTHK. And for my man down under, Melbourne Dave, who I'm sure has his feet kicked up. Kicking off with the burb. Here's Bittersweet Symphony. Have a good night, my brother.